Previously on William Friedkin's The Exorcist 4, Exercise Harder. I... <laughs> the I... gang got up to some odd jobs in the hopes of being able to buy diamonds to utilize the magical powers of the Chrono Conduit. Hey. Herman fixed a map. <laughs> yes? You have a good voice. What are you doing with it? <laughs> <laughs> I am a monotone... Herman fixed the magical walk at a local restaurant and received golden steaks and wooden steaks in return. Excellent. Kitty encountered a horrible tabaxi named Harvey at the Kebron Embassy and also was able to successfully negotiate for a little more money to act as security for an archaeological expedition to an underwater dig site. Red attempts to build coffins and was not successful. <laughs> Listen, I was successful one time. Just one baby coffin. Treble enters the Blood Drinker Social Club and has a conversation with Yubitsume, the local wanty fixer who runs many of the illicit activities in the greater Kuru metropolitan area. He's offered some gold if Treble can convince a local fighter named Margaret Thatch named Margaret Thastus to throw an upcoming <laughs> to throw an upcoming boxing match. With a couple of days to go until they meet up with the expedition, and a couple more days until the big competition, what wacky hijinks will the gang get up to next? Find out on this week's episode of The Real Magic Users of Bastalone Hills. Nice. Yeah. It's the new oh name. We're changing the name of the podcast. Did someone just drop their book? <laughs> That's what it sounded like. It, it really so did. Funny. It sounded like Henry finished the intro and then dropped the mic, which I don't know how yes, because it's a desk mic. It's a desk mic. That's quite heavy. Knocked it over like a cat. <laughs> no, Dunk. you're close. Runt bumped his head into uh, my mic. Just hello, Runt. Rubbed a little face rub. He said hi back to me. I, I would also like uh, to say the other thing that I had workshopped, but I didn't actually think that it was funny enough to say, like, for public... Well, actually, this is going to get put in the edit anyway, so it doesn't yeah, really matter. Like, but... We're also... We have a Patreon now Previously, episodes, so everyone keep it chill. <laughs> previously, on Judas Iscariot's If I Did Kill Jesus... <laughs> this is how I would have done it, yeah. That would be good though i tried to come up with one for sophia coppola's godfather 4 but i couldn't get anything that i liked so even longer and more boring okay so that is that is where we find ourselves i don't think you all have met up again yet that's what we did are you reconvened at the very end so. okay so you've got a couple of days until the expedition assembles outside of the kebron embassy you have a little bit more cash. So, Kitty, you have not been paid the 400 gold per person up front yet. You're going to get that when the expedition assembles. Which is stupid, because how are you supposed to buy supplies if you don't get the money right away? That is true. That I'm is true. fine. But also, on their end, it's not that stupid, because they're not just giving 400 gold to somebody and saying, I hope you show up in three yeah. days. Like, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, there is that to consider also. 
And Herman, you have made a positive impact on the community by fixing the magical walk at the local restaurant. So planting some seeds for public goodwill, maybe even getting a free meal or two out of it. Is the local restaurant like a soup kitchen or like people still have to pay to go to this restaurant, right? Well, yeah, I mean... You made it sound like it was a very community-focused job, so I got confused for a second. I I mean, relative to what the rest of you worked on, except for Kitty, I'd say that it's more community-focused. Like, you built coffins for a crime syndicate. Treble offered to perform a crime. <laughs> and Kitty offered to provide security. So, frankly, I'd say that Kitty and Herman came out of this looking better. Yep, as usual, Herman's ah. the hero. <laughs> Save Chase Mumbling Barbecue. Oh, boy. That's true. So, what would you all like to do? Where are we? Where did we meet up? <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? <laughs> you... Didn't we just say... No, we I... said we met... Isn't that what we spent the last ten minutes talking about? We said we met about? up. I'm just saying, where did we meet up physically? Are we I back mean, at the you inn? probably yeah. met up at the Cheerful Raven. Okay. Yeah, we're back at the Dumb Bird Hotel. The Dumb Bird Hotel. It's a great bird hotel. <laughs> All of that probably took you the better part of a day, so I'm going to say it's probably about five in the evening. I'm ordering some dinner. They worked hard on baby coffins all day. Are you using Grubhub? Or no. Or no, at the restaurant. Or... At the restaurant. <laughs> that at we're at pub. that has food. I'm getting another Cobb salad. Grubhub in this universe would just be like the place where you can buy insects. Yeah, there's actual grubs there. <laughs> I get it. I get I wanna, it. I see what you did there. I want to walk up to the first waiter I see, grab his hand and pull it out in front of me and just go, hey, slap this on the grill and then throw a steak in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got paid in steak. <laughs> I thought you were just saying that, like, you were just going to hold his hand. Just hold like, the put this on the grill. <laughs> the steak that I pulled out of my pocket. Of, co- of course, it's sir. It's not like uh, a it. <laughs> How? <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Of course, sir. Uh, do you have a preference for how it's cooked? Rare. Uh, Herman sounds like that all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a gangster Wait. from the 1920s. I want my steaks rare. Wicked rare. All right, sir. I will tell. I will tell the chef, and he will do his best. Um, you should know, though, that I think this cut of meat is fairly common. I don't think that it's very, very rare. Oh, and then he get walks the away. Fuck out of I, I, yeah, yeah, I heard it. I, I heard hate. it too. I, I heard hate. it too. <laughs> I will have you joke that, or have you know that that joke angered Runt, and now he's running through my house terrorizing. That's how bad that joke was. <laughs> that seems that seems like a very a very flimsy cover for the fact that your cat is a chaotic goblin. Yeah, and it's uh, losing his mind. That's anytime we fair. actually move. Fair. Hey, how many jokes do you cut out of a typical episode, Jordan? Just wondering. Uh, it's like 30%. (laughs) See, we wouldn't know because most of us don't listen to them. We don't listen. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) I could, like, edit you guys in saying the weirdest shit, be like, I like cotton candy. Just, like, randomly. Yeah, I mean, we do like cotton candy, so it'll be fine. Who doesn't like cotton candy? (laughs) That's not a lie. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I definitely. Jordan, you whore! Like cotton candy. <laughs> Wait, you don't like cotton candy? I like. 
It's literal no, flavored sugar. How can you not like flavored sugar? Because it's flavored. You just described what's unappealing about yeah, it. It's literally <laughs> flavored sugar that has some food coloring in it. That's the most American shit I've ever heard. Oh my heard. god. We have to pull it together. <laughs> I will th- I will echo my sentiments from about three minutes ago and ask, what would you all like to do? We're having dinner. What are you and you're having probably, dinner. We should probably talk about all of the job opportunities. Did we talk about our job opportunities? Yeah, I think we can hand wave and say that we have shared with each other uh, what we were up to today, unless anyone has something yes, they want to the pro- lie about. But- problem is if we are going on this if we go on this expedition which is going to pay us a lot of money even up front we can't fix a fight that is days into the expedition i mean we we can we just have to get them to throw the fight we don't have to be at the fight we just have to tell them to do it it's kind of like how they won't give me 400 gold each up front until we get there. We can say, oh, oh f- don't win the fight. And then we leave to n- not be here to check to see if he wins the, the, the fight or not. And then they win the fight because we weren't there to intimidate them. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I think we'll, make, I think we'll, I think we'll be all yeah, right. I really can't. Go back to one city. I don't want to not go back to another. Well, not you. Don't have to do the crime. We don't. All of us have to go do this. I can just take Herman with me. Hey, Herman. Uh, what's that Vin- like Vincent situation going on now? Is it like can you switch at will now, or is that like still only sometimes? No, we're in talks now. We've we've come to an agreement. Ah, see, yeah, I'll, uh, we'll use Vincent for a little bit. I'll go intimidate this person, and then we can go on this trip or whatever, and then go dig some stuff up, and then come back, and then if they haven't thrown the fight, then Herman can beat the shit out of them. You're good with that, right, buddy? I mean, I prefer not to beat the shit out of anybody, but I mean... Okay, you don't have to beat the shit out of anybody. Vincent will beat the shit out of them. I mean, I prefer Vincent also not beat the shit out of anybody, but... <laughs> I mean, if that's what it takes, I guess. I'm, I'm just glad we got a fifth member of the team now. I mean, it's great to be friends with Herman and Vincent. We're a dynamic duo. Yeah, I think you guys do great together. Hey, thanks. You go together like my favorite band, Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> Just no. <laughs> Just no. In this world. <laughs> Cut that one. Actually, I'm okay with it being Simon. I was waiting for him to say like peanut butter and jelly or something. Something even stupider. Hollow notes. No, I like Simon and Garfunkel. Keegan and I'm like a very unusual dynamic duo though, where Garfunkel's like a tabaxi and then the Simon is a uh, what's the snake people call, what are the snake people called again? One T. Oh, oh, I was one gonna tea. say he's like a water genasi who's just always wet, you know. Oh, there you go. I was gonna say he's just like a goldfish. <laughs> after goldfish. after so, they meet Herman, they'll write their hit song, "The Sound of Violence." 
Yes. <laughs> oh, damn it. Now we have to do that for our Patreon. And uh, Nate, can you go ahead and just start yeah, working on the sound of violence for me? Henry's got to sing it. He's got the oh, lowest God. voice. violence, my friend. I could have sang it yesterday when I had fully lost my voice at a Halsey concert and suddenly had a man voice for a day, but I'm back to normal now. It was like half a day. Yeah, it was. The first half of the day was very rough. Okay, Uh, what were we doing before we start talking about concerts? Anyway. We're talking about, uh, can we fix the fight? And then we're like, oh yeah, we love Vincent and Herman and that you get along. Oh yeah, so after after dinner, should we go... uh, Talk to that that fighter. Yes, I think that would be good. Uh, uh, okay, what? All what right, are we, we done we eating dinner? Always, right? I think we. Should. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just sitting there, like, well, uh, so. You want me and uh, Kitty to come along? You want us to stay uh, here and look at a phone? I don't think they want us to come along, but we are going to go along. I mean, I don't care if you come along. You just never sound like you want to come along to my things. So I just assumed you didn't want to come this because time, too. Th- things are usually the th- things that get us the m- most fucked. This is good. Uh, this remind is me open. again, uh, who killed somebody a little while ago? Yeah. Like, oh, uh, re- who was that? Re- oh, you? Re- That's remind right. Me who That's was right. dead a while ago, and we... Got you brought back to life? I brought myself back to life, baby. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's what Treble tells himself, is that he brought her, by flipping off that, like, demon thing, that that was him, like, bringing himself back to life. That literally us bringing you back to life was the thing that kept you from being drugged to some evil (laughs) hell dimension. He's like, nope. Yeah, Trouble doesn't know that. He's just like, I did it. Giving the bird to gods. That's how you get resurrected. Everybody knows that. Yeah. (laughs) We're fine. Everything's fine. All right. So Trouble's actually not going to eat dinner. He's going to just buy a little bit of food for base and then give it to him. And then he's going to, like, while everybody else is eating, he's going to kind of, like, put his feet up and close his eyes for a little bit. Trouble's taking a short rest at the dinner table? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I need it. I need my short rest. Why? Because <laughs> I apparently used one of my things a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't realize it, and I really need my bardic inspiration back. So you get them doing. back now on a short rest? Uh, you should check, because bards don't get that to start with. Is that a long rest thing? Yeah. Fuck, it is Yeah, it's late. Thing. It's oh, late. We'll, we'll I think it's like level 10 is when you get it back. Honestly, uh, okay. we are still. <laughs> oh, it's my right now. It's it's my second wind and action surge that come back after a short rest. Uh, That's right. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, because you. I, okay. I forgot about the level in fighter. Yep. He he he. Uh, yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Um. Okay. Great. Oh, we <laughs> go to the place. We do it. Well, we're. I'm okay. Decided. Okay. <laughs> we, yeah, we eat our food. How's the steak? Is it as rare as Herman? Is it covered in pocket lint? Uh, it's covered in ketchup. That's for sure. Oh right. <laughs> ah! I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> oh, I don't worry. Angrier about that than the level of fighter. I'll always remember. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> We've made the transition <laughs> to a horror <laughs> podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> just Bobby yelling. That is a that is a great callback. <laughs> that is how long have you been sitting on that bad boy? As long like, as you've been sitting on a Cobb salad. Nate is actually <laughs> better at Dungeons and Dragons than any of the rest of us. <laughs> Far better at Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, so we head to the arena in order to find Margaret Fastus. Okay. So, uh, you arrive at the arena. Um, the By the front gate, there's a posted listing of all the athletic and or sports events that are happening in a given week. Special attention is given to the boxing match. So, it gets its own little poster with like, Thastus versus Cervantes. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Kind of cool little thing set off to the side. There's also a couple of other events advertised. There is an equestrian event. There's also a soccer match. And that is what you see. So you, upon entering the building, um, you can hear that the soccer match is currently going on. You hear like kind of the, the booming tones of someone speaking over like a PA system. So some sort of soccer announcer. I love that soccer is an actual sport in this world. I was gonna say, what is soccer in this world? It soccer exactly what soccer. you think. It's soccer. <laughs> soccer is always soccer, and I like I support that. No, it's not. It's also football. No, literally. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't support that. For our non-American listeners, this is my most uh, American stance. <laughs> I refuse to call it. <laughs> That's how we alienate all of our Indian audience is that saying that we refuse and to call it Australian audience and general European all all of them. Both of those demographics are our third and fourth largest. That's why I was like, I know we have yeah. a lot of Indians. <laughs> we do, and um, actually, I think fine. we're okay as long as we don't make fun of cricket, because those those are yeah. both large cricket nations. Cricket uh, is fine. I've played it once. Cricket is a completely nonsensical sport, and hey, you oh, just said don't do this, and then you did it. <laughs> uh, okay, but even fans of cricket have to agree. Like, if anyway, you're if, we're no, 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 no. Okay, I'm grabbing the mic. I'm going to talk about this. Oh God. Okay, okay. If your if your match lasts longer than three days, no, just no. You can't do that in a. So then, do you feel the same way about tennis? Because tennis can go on for, like, weeks. Tennis? Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing with tennis, anyway, right? Anyway, no, no, no. Okay, so we're at a soccer arena. Yeah, you're at... You're at no, I need to hear about this I tennis. Don't. I don't. Okay. My objection to tennis is twofold. One, I don't think it's fun to watch. And two, the fact that it takes place, like, professional tennis matches take place on a grass arena, that is not a good use of land. We don't need more grass. That's true. You're at a soccer arena. And, or a sports arena, I should say. You see that there are a number of different rooms within chambers, I should say, within the arena that you can go to. There's a workout area. There's just like a standard boxing ring. And this is all around the central area, which is kind of a an oval-shaped, like a, a, a standard sports arena. So oval-shaped, big enough to house like an entire soccer field or football field or, you know... Any rectangular field, basically. And then all of the around that are all of these other chambers which kind of support it. So a workout room, 
locker rooms, practice areas, that sort of thing. On a sign, you see listed all of the different locations for each of these different support places and where how to get to them. Okay, the we layers. don't know where Margaret Thastis is. I mean, you could probably surmise that she would be in like the boxing training area. Well, we'll head over. We'll head over that way. Upon arriving there, uh, there's not too many people. It's later in the day, but you see a couple of people doing various workout routines. You see the person like punching the balloon that's stuck up at a high level, like hitting it repeatedly with one hand and then switching out with another. Uh, you see one guy just lifting bars of iron, just like lifting them above his head, bringing them back down. So pumping iron, literally. And then in the center, there's a boxing ring, and you see a couple of folks sparring. You see a furbolg who's got, like, the protective gear on and, like, that rubber pad thing that, uh, like, trainers will use, and they want their trainee to, like, hit it with a certain strike. And then you see a triton woman who's got, like, a headband on, like a red headband and she is repeatedly just putting roundhouse kicks into this pad. Okay, I turn to the group. I'm like, don't worry, I got this. And I turn to the nearest athlete. I'm like, hey, could you point us in the direc- direction of uh, Margaret Thastis? And then I hand him a steak. <laughs> God, just hand him a steak. Incredible. <laughs> An incredible move. What did I say? Nate is the best at this game. <laughs> Uh, the nearest athlete as it turns out is uh, the guy pumping iron who in this case is a loxodon and he grabs the steak and he's like hey bro thanks I need more protein god pumping iron is such a such a chore yeah Maggie's over there in the ring and he points with his trunk at the triton woman oh yeah the loxodon are the elephant guys yeah. Thanks, bud. You're looking swole. Hey, thanks, pal. Appreciate it. You've got some great gains going on, my friend. Yeah, yeah, my stocks are doing well. Lots of gains there. <laughs> Herman is loving this, by the way. He's in his element. Yeah, Kitty feels <laughs> yeah, this very... Is, this un- is Herman's Kitty home. Kitty feels very uncomfortable. Her tail is very puffy right now. <laughs> I think Red is um, uh, uh, observing everything with a very uh, academic sort of like, I need to learn about what all these people are doing. I have a level in Paladin now. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get swole. I have to learn about getting swole. I'm picturing that like somebody is like over there lifting like a lot of weight and they're just like really hitting it and Trevor Trevor's like, Oh yeah, I'm a fighter now and he like walks over and tries and to pick it up and like, it's one of those no. things where he strains his back. He's like, Oh, you know, I I worked out yesterday, so maybe, I think that's probably maybe why. Maybe I'm a dexterity <laughs> fighter, not a strength fighter. Uh, oh, how I pull the, everything. The Loxodon sees you struggling with this, and he's like, Hey, 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 if you ever want to find religion, I'll show you where. It's at this body, which is my temple. And he, like, does a flex. with. He also bizarrely flexes his trunk, which is just kind of nonsensical, kinda, but he does it that. It kind of sounds like he wants... To have sex with trouble. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's a pickup line. If I'm, I'm rolling for a ride. <laughs> oh <right> no! <laughs> um, I'm gonna use my do you, seldom do you used. Wear, do you dia- wear pants as a satyr? Like, would we see if you're super aroused? Or are you just no? Always, no. Like, we would are not. Are you just 
furry? We are do you not furry? see that shit. This is the bad timeline. This is Have not you been Daffy Duck in it this whole time. Yeah, he's been he's been Winnie the Pooh in it, Donald Duck in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is Donald Duck, not Daffy Duck. <laughs> yeah, Daffy is full on nudist. If yeah. we can tell when Treble is aroused, I'm leaving this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk to Margaret. Please, God. Yeah, Please, we, we head over to Margaret Costas. Okay. So you head over to Margaret, and uh, the Furbolg who's doing the training, he's just, like, yelling out different move sets. So he's like, uppercut! And she gives an uppercut and kind of continues like that. And then the Furbolg sees, uh, because of the way they're situated, Margaret's back is to all of you. And the Furbolg sees you all first, and he's like, Hold up, Maggie. Looks like there's someone here to see ya. And she turns around, and he's like, Well, what the fuck do you want? At, directed at you, uh, Herman, I guess it would be. Uh, we wanted to, to talk to you about a, a proposition of sorts. Actually, Herman wouldn't use the word proposition. <laughs> There's no way Herman knows that word. <laughs> we wanted to make a deal with you. <laughs> oh, is that so? Is this another endorsement thing? Do I have to have some sort of mysterious protein powder? Kinda, kinda. Do you mind if we talk somewhere private? Oh, fight milk! <laughs> yeah, right? It's got protein. Yeah, sure, I'm just about done with this set anyway. And she, like... Uh, says something to the to the Furbolg trainer, and he like puts down his stuff, and he get gets her a water bottle, but he doesn't do it very well, and like he hands it to her, but he like applies the wrong pressure, and it just sprays her in the face, and then he just like looks embarrassed and hands her the water bottle. Yeah, sure, we can go over here to the leg muscle machines because nobody ever uses those. The leg press. Yeah, I don't know. what. Clearly, I'm one who works out uh, also. I really enjoyed that you said leg muscle machines with your whole chest. I I know how workout go. Right. We recently learned I know nothing about salads, and now we learned that Henry knows nothing about workout equipment. You certainly do seem to be working out those muscles in your upper or lower and or lower legs. <laughs> All right, what's this proposition? Or actually, what's this matter of secrecy? I don't know. I forget what word you, wording you used. The deal, yeah. What's this the deal? deal. Well, Why is Herman in charge of this? Well, I don't yeah, know. Let me, let me think over here, buddy. Uh, I'll, I'll take it from here. About this fight that you have coming up, uh, how, how, are you, how are you feeling about it? I mean... Cervantes didn't get to be the best halfling fighter in this city by playing nice, so I'm feeling cautiously optimistic. I've put in the time, I've just got to get out there and play my game. Don't get too high, don't get too low. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think I've got a 50% chance of winning, but I think there's only a 10% chance of that. What? <laughs> oh, it hurts. <laughs> We'll, we'll gloss over that for a minute. Uh, quick question. How would I... Do I know if this is, like... You know how in, like, boxing and stuff, there's, like, the champ... Is this the championship match to, like, is she the contender? Or do I know any of that? Is that, like... Or is this just a regular boxing match? Yeah, is it an exhibition match? Is it, like, a title match? It's not a title match. It's, it would be, it would be like, the regional equivalent of an exhibition match, but, like, a placement match. So it kind of determines your standing for the start of the season. So it's not, it's not 
absolutely crucial, but it isn't unimportant either. So I'm not asking her to throw the equivalent of like the World Series. I'm just it's, it would be like like a normal game, like kind of seeing where you're at. Yeah, yeah, it would be game. more equivalent to that. You seem like you're you're pretty ready, but um, I have some. Uh, we'll call them associates who have an interest in. I don't want to say seeing you lose, but more an interest in seeing the other guy win. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people feel that way, because a lot of people bet on your games and stuff like that. I, too, am a seasoned gambler, so I know when... uh, On your punchy fight games. (laughs) When when I throw down the monies, I I know how stressful it can be, okay? (laughs) So... Herman whispers and travels here. You're doing a great job, bud. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> Here's my proposition for you. How much are you getting paid for this fight? Getting paid? I mean, well, there's the obvious just... I get paid an exposure, like more people know about me and and stuff. I get a small amount of money for for my true for my true crime podcast. No, uh, I, get, <laughs> I get a small amount of money because I do ads for the meat lobby... Like, when you say you get a little bit of money, what what's a little bit of money? Well, I'm not sure I should say, but it's probably about 40 gold, all told. A little bit more if I win. Yeah, you win the purse. That's... <laughs> so here's you win idea. the purse, but it's like one of the purses from that shop that you guys went to that has like all of the sh- all of the weird effects in it. Oh yeah, yes. I definitely yes. haven't turned my bag of holding inside out yet to see what the fuck is left in there. Oh, that's probably wise. <laughs> yeah, I'd say about about forty gold. In a world where you, if you were to lose, how would that affect your standings? Would you drop down to the bottom? Would you be out? Like, wh- where would you be? I mean, I'd, I'd be in the worst possible place to be. I'd be in the middle. And I would lose some pride. Ooh. And you can't put a price okay. on pride. You can't put a price on pride. But have you ever heard of the underdog story? It's very popular. Of course I've heard of it. But here's the thing, dog. The underdog story only works if you're at the bottom. If you're in the middle, you're exactly that. You're middling. You're a nobody. You're a pushover. You're you're forgettable. If you were to throw this fight, I know, it's not something you want to do. You are a professional. You have been training for so long. But you throw this one fight, I will give you, on top of your already standing 40 gold for losing, I will give you an extra 50 gold. Roll persuasion. Thank you. That's what I was trying to get at. I, I know that's what you were trying to get at. I was waiting for you to finish <laughs> talking. I was going to have you roll it anyway. Uh, come on, D&D Beyond. Oh, do I have anything that lets me <laughs> roll that? That seems bad. It's okay. That we doesn't sound like it went great. You fucked up. You fucked up. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I have something. Give me one <laughs> second here. I have to... You have to pull your cape uh, up. And are you going to try and give yourself on? bardic inspiration? I can't remember. Uh, sorry. I'm trying to remember this particular thing. Um, give me one second. It's okay. If persuasion doesn't work, we always have plan B. 
Intimidation? Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you just say the word. I was hoping. Henry's like, or uh, Nate's like, yes. I will hurt something or someone. I'm going to look at her like... Oh, hi, Margaret. Oh, oh fuck. You really need to really think hard about this. And that allows me <laughs> to have advantage so I get to roll Dear again. God. <laughs> All right, let's see some of the roll. The first roll is a 10 for those listening that didn't get to see. That's hilarious. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> you rolled another and 10. For those that don't know. On D&D beyond because the rest of it... How is that possible? <laughs> Back to so you got even My more... last three rolls have been a 10. How is that possible? It's the algorithm hates you, baby! Uh, so that's a 10. Completely Twice. middling! <laughs> Does that add up to 20? No! Is that how that works? Like, you didn't pray hard enough to you... RNG this. I think with that result, it would only be fitting for her to say, well, I just don't know. I could go either way. <laughs> Herman steps forward. Don't worry, guys. I got this. And then under my breath, I'm like, all right, Vincent, it's your turn. Let's do it. And then <laughs> he dips his head for a second and then opens his eyes, cracks his fingers, gets a super intense look in his face, looks right at Margaret and goes, if you don't throw this fight, I'm going to skin your children and turn them into handbags. <laughs> Roll intimidation, Whoa. please. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa, Vincent. Too much. Too much. It was the kid thing, right? The kid thing was too much? Okay, good note. Good note. Good note. <laughs> we don't. We don't know. We, we just don't know. And we'll probably never find out. kid thing too much? Okay, okay. Next time, next time I won't do the kid thing. Uh, I got an 18 plus, uh, what is oh it for intimidation? God. Strength? Plus four, I think, so 22. No, it's charisma. It's, well, it's charisma. well, the intimidation. It is, it oh, is charisma, but I also rule it can be via strength. Just, that's my home, or not my home, but that's just my house rule. So I'm fine with, with that. The bright side is plus four either way, so it's 22. Oh, okay. Well, that that is sufficient. Um, I, though, I... Your tactics confuse and frighten me. Uh, yeah, that we're sort of like a good cop, bad cop kind of thing going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is true. That is true. So, uh, with the injunction of the horrible actions that you'll perform to their offspring, Margaret looks quite perturbed and is like, "Ah, victory's just a seven-letter word anyway." Uh, I want the gold up front, though. How about half and half? Can I roll persuasion again? Because <laughs> I want to roll better than that. Uh, yes, please. you can. I mean, half is still what they were going to get for winning the fight, so. Well, I was, you know, it's like half at the beginning and half at the end. Yeah, but weren't you going to give them 90 gold total? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. my God. Way. <laughs> That's another 10, baby. Another 10. No, 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 no. This is so... No, I'm done using the algorithm. This is stupid. That's dumb. I hate this. Uh, no, I'm afraid I want the money up front. Uh, this, is, this is me rolling two nat ones together last time. Right. right. Oh, my 
or me rolling. What is me rolling consistently? Like, I got the threes. I got the fateful fours. Like, fucking, where's my dice? <laughs> Hold on. If you were affected by any of the issues raised in this episode of Dial M for Magic, it doesn't um, have to be this way. Yeah, contact Local D&D artisans Beyond. can make dice for you in almost any material. Uh, contact them. Protest D&D Beyond. Protest the fact that their dice are bad and they changed the font no, of things. Not. And we're all pretty well, upset bad. about that. Yeah. But you can have the pride dice. I got the pride dice. They're very pretty. Oh, I'm going to need to grab those. I'm sure those will roll better. <laughs> yeah, I just rolled right. a 12. Just... Just a regular 12. Yeah, and you roll 12, just a brand new. Okay. <laughs> not bitter at all. Uh, no, not bitter at all. The one thing I'm good at, it's, actually, no, in this game. I can't roll no. for shit, so I'm not good at it. Uh, Very well. Hey, Herman, you got 25 gold? Uh, yeah, I think I got something like that. I don't know how much gold I have on me. I can't remember what I got for that job. I think I gave you. You didn't take any money, did you? you no, the uh, the dude. I tried not insisted. to. <laughs> I tried to get paid in stakes. We don't actually know because he didn't look and see how much it was. He just knows that it was. A I thought it, I'm like, pretty sure I said it was fifty. Course. Okay, well I just pull out a handful of gold and hand it to Treble. He kind of takes it and it's like uh, uh, he gives one back because he Herman gave him twenty six. And then he takes 25 out of his own uh, pouch and gives it to uh, Margaret Thastus. I will warn you, though. If you double-cross us and you don't actually throw this fight, you're not only going to have to answer to me. You'll have to answer to people who... Ugh. You don't want to answer to them. Uh, Roll intimidation. Stick to the deal. I really love that we did this in a public place with with um, witnesses. That doesn't count. I accidentally pushed the button. I am not oh, using whatever what you roll got comes anyway. up on DD Beyond. Hmm. <laughs> 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 I rolled another god. No, that, was that doesn't count. I said it from the beginning. How is that worse? <laughs> How'd your physical dice do, Jordan? Don't lie. Now, now. Don't you fucking lie. That's a seven. Because <laughs> I rolled a three. It's even worse. It's even worse than D&D Beyond. Listen. The well, guys, that was a great episode. The I hope gods. you enjoyed it. This was our 31st episode. Uh, the next episode will be coming at you in two weeks. Uh, fuck this game. Oh, yeah, we have a Patreon. If you want to pay to have Jordan, you know, get cleansed in order to roll better dice. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll have a dice cleansing ceremony, just like... Previously, on Jane Austen's Persuasion, Treble fails at Persuasion. <laughs> End, End of, of book. book. Uh, uh, at this point, Margaret, like... Can I Can I, I have, like, Margaret can I have Hermit or Vincent in the background, like, 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 clenching his fists and, like, trying to boost that intimidation a little bit? No. you can, I don't think you can do that. Well, here, here's what's going to happen. Margaret is going to give Herman the side eye for a second, and then she's going to make direct eye contact with you, Treble, and she's going to say, all right, your friend over there, yeah. He's built like a, he's built like a block of concrite. Brick. You a brick shit house. Yeah. 
but you you're built like an outhouse and the next time you say something like that i'll beat you up so viciously you'll wish you died as a child everything is going great everything's going really good and if you want to throw down i'll see you in the ring and she points over to the ring in by way of emphasis and Kitty just thinks, oh, you know, that might, it might beat some sense into him. Maybe he should just do this. Maybe he should her- just fuck, keep fucking with her. It'd be funny if nothing else. <laughs> do you say that out loud? No, this is all in my own okay. head. Okay. Because I... Treble's going to walk over to the ring and be like, okay, I I'll throw it down. Would let, I... Red is um still pretty concerned about the fact that Treble recently died. <laughs> And I think he would like to uh, make some kind of attempt to be like, let's just get out of here, man. That's good. You you done it. We're we're good. No, she says she wanted to fight, so we can fight. Like fuck it. Some toe beans on red, and just like he he needs the shit kicked out of him. No, you can heal. You you can heal him. It's fine. Uh, I think he needs his ass handed to him to teach him a lesson that apparently none of us can. What lesson? He already died. Yeah, and he thinks he did that. So if we just keep him alive at at like one hypothetical hit point, if that's for how the world would work. (laughs) (laughs) Hypothetically, if the world worked with hit points. It, It would teach him that maybe he he should learn to shut the fuck up sometime. I don't want to ruin a man's Uh, comment. While they're talking, Trevor looks at Herman and is like, okay, Herman, I need you to give me the best fighting advice that you got. Okay. Um, I don't particularly know a lot about fighting. (laughs) Yeah, Herman doesn't know shit! But Vincent might have some advice for you. Hey, buddy, I love you, but uh, let me talk to Vincent. Yeah, yeah, one sec, one sec. Okay, what you want to do, stick and move, because you're faster than she is, and then murder her. Tear her limb from limb, and put her in the ground. This is like, I think this is more of like a boxing match, not like UFC, so I think I don't I think, think that's you can probably do murder out. in the UFC This is like either. the first version of that speech that they give in Rocky, where he's like, he doesn't just want to beat you, see? He wants to murder you. To kill you to death. He wants to kill you to death. Kill you to death. Okay. Okay, murder's off the table. Got it. You're you're faster than she is. You've got you've got your satyr legs. You should be quicker. Stick and move, and never stop moving. You got this. Treble's like punching his fists. Like Vincent, like has I'm hoping puts his hands. Yeah, up. Vincent Treble's puts his like hands up. Doing, doing that little boxing thing. He's like okay, channel my inner cat. Channel my inner bass. Like float like a float like a butterfly. Sting like bee. Sting like cat. Is there some gloves over, uh, like, at the... Yeah, there are a number of pairs of boxing gloves around, and Margaret laces hers up, and uh, the Furbolg trainer actually throws you a pair. Uh, Red goes over to Treble as he's, like, doing this, and it's just like, hey, hey, man, uh, you are oh, what's a professional up, at the things... That you do, which is you know the poetry oh, thank and you. the and the and the music the and the uh, that kind I of do the that thing. pretty well. And, and, but and this yeah. this lady over here is a professional at the fighting. 
Um, it, you just you just got different professions, man. It, it's okay. You Red, you to... forget that I am a fighter, uh, so I am okay to fight this woman. I, I just. <laughs> That is a sound clip that I hope doesn't get used out of context. No, Jordan yeah. can never, never run for any office, ever. Yeah, that's what makes it so I can't run for any office. It's that specific voice clip. You, you know, she, um, she might be a fighter with a little more experience uh, than you got so far. Uh you could you could read her a real nasty poem, maybe. Well, I'll do both. Uh, you know, kind of get in her head while I'm in the ring, and you know, really like intimidate her, and then I'll come in with the old one-two, buckle my shoe. Uh, <laughs> uh kitty. <laughs> I know things about kitty, fighting. Kitty's, kitty's looking around to see if there's like. You know, this is an arena. Is there anybody selling popcorn? <laughs> uh, there is a vending machine. Great. I'll get a bag of something crunchy. Okay. Slowly Wait, snack I have, on while I watch. I have a quick question, and this might be a mean thing to do. Can I roll persuasion check to try to get <laughs> trouble to not do this? Uh, okay. Uh, yes. Um, I mean, you can homebrew that you can't persuade. No, 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 no. no. Here's what I'm going to do. You can roll persuasion. Treble, you have to roll perception to... (laughs) You mean insight? To see if you detect... Yeah, exactly. To see if you understand what's going on. That seems like it would be insight. I mean, they're both wisdom, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, actually, you're right. Insight would make more sense. So, Treble, you can roll insight. Can I roll insight or perception? Because my perception's a little bit higher. Yeah, I was like, I feel like he's more perceptive than he is insightful. Uh, no, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm okay. gonna say insight. All right. All That's right. the right That's call. Alright. Dice gods, be with me. Okay, I rolled bad, so it's fine. Nothing happens. Well, so what did you, oh. what did you roll? I got a four plus four eight. Okay, so nothing happens. Your half-hearted appeal to his better sense uh, did not work. He doesn't feel sorry for me and how worried I am as a small boy who has watched Treble die before. It's fine. I appreciate. I'm a child. (laughs) Red, I appreciate your concern, but listen, I was beat up a lot as a kid. That may be a surprise to you, but I was beat up a lot (laughs) as a kid. And Kitty just shakes her head I, back. I just need to, like, really make this happen. Okay, uh, I'm gonna get some more, uh, sort of therapeutic candles on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> For her, right? Yeah, because I'm about to beat the shit out of her. Uh, sure. Yeah, I, that's keep, right, I can't this. keep saying that. I have to find a new way of phrasing no. that. Like, the thing is, fine. she's gonna beat the shit she's out of you. She's gonna beat the so. shit out of you. So it don't Maybe matter. get a couple good punches in. Okay. Don't listen right. to trouble. You got this. Thanks, Vincent. Go ahead and roll initiative. <laughs> I just like the sad uh, little 20. sound you just made. <laughs> My sad little concerned humming. Okay, so you are actually gonna swing first. So you're making 
I think you get uh, two unarmed strikes. No, he hasn't reached that level in fighter yet, has he? Oh, I guess you only have the one. Maybe you don't have two. I d- oh, buddy. Fighters get it at level five. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I have... <laughs> uh, I have action surge and second one. So at, on one of my turns, I can take a second hit. Okay. But most of my... Well, then... You know one. you're going to take more than one hit, baby. It it does seem likely. <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead and... Yeah, tell me what you want to do here. Okay. So, would a bonus action be considered like a f- like a feint? You know what I mean when I say that. I I know, like, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, okay, I. T- hmm. Or would that be? I, I'm trying to think of what that would accomplish from a gameplay perspective. Uh, it's basically it's, equivalent of like taking the dodge action, right? No, he would so my what my I'll, I'll try explain my thinking is basically like I wanted to try and like make her think that I'm going with my one hand and then faint and then go actually like so come up with an uppercut and then act like make it look like I'm using that but actually come in with a, like the right hook if that makes sense. Okay, okay, I can. So I, or I could do like a like I could do a deception check if. That yeah, that's what is. I was gonna say next. Go ahead and. Go ahead and make that. Okay, so I'm going to do that to try and do that, um, and then I have to roll but, for the actual swing, correct? Yes, and I'm going to have her make a insight check. Okay. Um, I almost feel like this would be a good use of sleight of hand. That's actually that not a bad point. Sliding, using your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah would, the, mm, yeah, would that be sleight of hand, or would that... What'd you get? No, I'd probably... Uh, I got uh, an 11. Well, she got a 14, so your Fent would probably be unsuccessful. Okay, so then I'll just go in with my uh, attack. So then it'd just be a strength basic attack? Correct. Well, you you should just get an option for an unarmed strike, yeah. If you go to your attacks... And D&D Beyond, who does not sponsor us. Um, (laughs) Not yet. There's a thing in there that says, yeah, you have negative strength, don't you? No. What's your strength? (laughs) Zero. (laughs) So you just... Did you do one one damage? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I do one damage on a hit. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> that's a six to hit does that hit <laughs> at least this, this is, is gonna going be over exactly fast like everyone no no at it least does this not. is gonna be quick she sees your hit coming and like with ba- with ba- <laughs> like very gracefully just moves back half a step and I'm picturing it like a toddler when they try and swing on you, but it's really exaggerated, so you can see it coming like a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is exactly what happens. Um, and she is going to do two things. She is going to do a right hook, which is going to roll for a... Oh, wow. Actually, only going to roll for a 10 there, so... I think that will miss. Okay, so she misses with the right hook. She's also going to attempt to kick you. With like a little Oh, jump. wait, we can kick in this game? I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought this was boxing. This is MMA. You can do everything. Oh, that is a completely different story. 
because he's got oh. he's got stabby hooves. I've got horns I'm, and I'm assuming a 19 hits. That <laughs> does hit. Okay, so that is gonna hit for seven, and that's gonna Oof. collect connect squarely with your chest. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Is it my turn? Uh, yes, it's your turn. Upon that hit, Treble's gonna kind of back up a get a bit and try and like re um, back up more than five assess- feet. No. <laughs> uh... I want Treble's ass to get beat so bad. You're right, Treble. Shake it off. You got this. <laughs> How close can Kitty's we be to the ring? Nice can we be right there? <laughs> can we be right up in it? Yeah. How big is this ring? It's like a standard boxing ring size, so... So could I get five feet away from her? Uh, you could, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do two things here. I'm going to back up my... Like, back up five feet and then kind of prepare myself for... And then I'm going to try and uh, use ram and headbutt her. Immediately after that, I'm going to try and go for a sweep the leg motion. So I'm going to like make an unarmed attack, but I'm going to specifically go for her legs. So I'll roll for the ram first. Okay. God fucking damn it, 14. <laughs> that will miss. Okay, then, so I'm right there, so then I'll go for the sweep the leg. Okay. I hate this game. I hate this game so <laughs> fucking much. Remember when fucking Dungeons and Dragons? It's the best game. It's the That's best a one. Game. <laughs> so, oh my. Woo! Okay. Uh, Can I just, for once, just one time, listen? Roll good. This is Treble's character development right now. <laughs> Treble's about to learn some humility and become a better person. He's not. The thing is, though, he's not. He needs to. Okay. I know. Is he going to? Probably not. Okay. How how close is Treble to us? Yeah, that was my question. I wanted to know, like, uh, can we be right, like, right outside the ring? I mean, yeah, I I, I assumed you were ringside, just like, just outside of it. Yeah, Vincent's trying to get as close as he can to the action. But I'm curious, like, how close that is. Like, are they near the edge of the ring at all? Uh, not really. They're kind of kind of in the center. Okay. But if they could definitely still hear you if you wanted to yell something into the ring. I don't know. Um, Red is just uh, prepared to step in at any moment as Treble is getting beat up. <laughs> okay. Um, so what's going to happen here is having missed both of your hits, she is going to do another kick punch combo. So the first one is a 20, dirty 20. (laughs) Shit. So that's a, and that's a kick directed at one of your shins. Oh God. And that's going to hit for max damage. So that's 10. Um, and then the punch is going to be a 18 to hit. Okay, and that is a also a 10. Oh my god. And that is going to trigger fury flurry of blows. Ah, oh, she's a monk, baby. So She's a monk, you fucking 
Uh, and then, okay, so the first one's a 12, so that's gonna miss. I don't think any of us were expecting this woman to be a monk, and, um, I'm terrified. Second one is a 19. (laughs) And that's gonna be, uh, nine more bludgeoning damage. How's Treble's Uh, health? He's still conscious. Treble's Treble's down. Uh, (laughs) Red shifts immediately, gets Um, the extra speed from shifting, and is going to go go spare the dying immediately on Treble. (laughs) So just to stylistically set the scene, the last kick that downed you was like a jumping, pivoting in the air roundhouse kick. It just like connects squarely with your jaw. Ooh, like like a roadhouse kick? Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I'm assuming that was. I'm assuming it was. She did a non-lethal hit, or I mean, yeah. it's not a non-safe yeah. assumption. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Although uh, it definitely could have been. Red um, still like sprouts wings, jumps into the ring, and does a little magic on him just in case. Yeah, uh, Vincent hops in to keep. Although actually, Maggie I from have. Following up I have lay on hands too. now, so I I give him five HP and and pull him out of the ring. I think he's already had enough hands laid on him. We should... <laughs> uh, that's my <laughs> so Treble's got like new his eyes are all swollen. His like lip is all like fucked up, and he looks at Vincent and he's like, "Did I win, buddy? Uh, you did not. You did terrible." <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it wasn't a good fight. I don't really remember a lot of it. I mean, I really thought you'd land at least one punch, but it was. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, it was embarrassing. Yo, man, man, you are a professional bard, and we appreciate that so much about you. Let's get back to the hotel. Just, uh, yeah, okay. And trouble just kind of limp like. I'm sure he's being propped uh, up by Red. So yeah, Trump's Red like has along. a higher strength modifier than Treble does, which is wild to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's because Red went on a vision quest after eating some fucked up flowers. Yes, but also even before that, <laughs> he had more than a zero modifier to strength. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, he will. He will prop you up to take you home. As he walks out, Treble looks at Margaret Thatcher and was <laughs> Margaret God Thatcher, huh? <laughs> Margaret Thastis and says, Let that be a lesson to you. And he like, spits out a little bit of blood. He's like, Remember our deal. Actually, you really fucking hurt me. I'm in a lot of pain right now, so I really hope you keep your end of the deal because uh, you fucked me up. And he just turns around and walks out. As you're going, she reaches and takes out a little bit of the gold and throws it after you. And she's like, <laughs> for your hospital bills. Get yourself cleaned up. Red casts a message cantrip uh, at her as as they're leaving. Like, over <laughs> over um, Treble's shoulder. Like, I'm so sorry about him. It, it He don't mean it. He's, he's just a little bit upset right now. It's... Well, thanks for your hospitality. Uh, her final words to you, Treble, are, you'll make a forgettable footnote someday. Nice. As those three go limping out with Treble, I'll just go up to Margaret and I'll put a hand out like, uh, 
thank you. I, I think he needed that in, in a weird way. And if nothing else, that will be a core memory for me, I think, forever. <laughs> so thank you. She reaches out a hand and shakes your paw. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good day. You too. <laughs> she just has a little shitty grin on her face and walks out, finishing her little snacks from the vending machine. Kitty was really into trouble getting beat up. I feel like we need an arousal check on Kitty. Watching oh, God. trouble get beat up. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know that we need that, but... <laughs> So Trouble's going to limp back to the cheerful raven and go get some sleep. You're going to wake up in quite a bit of pain, I suspect. Yeah. Do you, as like on a gameplay perspective, should I take like a couple points of exhaustion or something? <laughs> yes. Or... Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're going to... Two points is Is there a way to mark that on yes, D&D Beyond? It's you under uh, active conditions. conditions yeah. And this is after you already had levels of exhaustion from your uh, death. Being dead. <laughs> so Treble's just oh, in a yeah. coma now, basically. Well, it's been a couple. It's been at least two short rests since I was in a coma. So you've had a away. long rest, at least, if not two. Or I mean, or I meant two long rests yeah. since. So that those would have gone away. Well, yeah, so Treble's going back and going right to bed. Not really, he's kind of tail-tucked between his legs, like, not really talking to anybody. He's just going to go to bed without eating and just go right to sleep. Uh, what about the rest of you? Uh, Kitty will get a whiskey at the inn area and spend some time with the book some more just to, she's trying to just get familiar with the stupid phone as much as possible. Okay. Well, uh, that is that is fair. And she's just enjoying the night now. She got she's got a new core she's got a new core memory. <laughs> oh boy. Red is gonna just keep an eye on Treble, I think, to make sure he doesn't like try to sneak off in the night and get into more fights. Yeah, Vincent's also gonna keep an eye on Treble because Vincent uh, has experience with. Uh, Head trauma, <laughs> so he's gonna make sure that oh, yeah. trouble doesn't, doesn't sleep too long and slip into a coma. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so. I'm just gonna wake up trouble every hour. <laughs> okay, good, good. While working out in his room in the meantime. Ooh, can uh, Herman slash Vincent uh, give Red some pointers for working out? I feel like that would be good. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. That these two work out together in the room while trouble sleeps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kitty, since you're looking at the book again, you're actually going to get some more expository dialogue. More information. More dump, baby! Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun! Um, specifically, there is a section talking about a more detailed explanation of the pantheon of deities in Kebra and what they're for. So, there are six in total that are mentioned, and I'm going to go through them really quick, and then I can put this again in the chat so that it doesn't get lost. I can't wait for Kitty to learn more pivotal uh, information and then wait nine episodes to tell the rest of us. (laughs) It's going to be Mabel all over again. (laughs) If I tell you at all. Or or that, yeah. So, 
the head of the pantheon is Petrakal. And Petrakal is the god of the sun and just life in general. And specifically living things. So animals, creatures, you know, whatever. Often stylized as a humanoid with the head of an ox. And is known for basically having a really devout work ethic. Hence the ox, working as hard as an ox, that sort of thing. And people who follow Petrakal tend to be, for lack of a better word, just like farmers, blue-collar folks. People who like put in the time, not white-collar jobs. Following that, kind of the mirror image, is Amra the Grim. And Amra, as you might surmise from the title, uh, Goddess of the Afterlife, somewhat opposite, but she's, all of these are, are almost all of these, I should say, are humanoid with the head of an animal. And Amra has the head of a locust, Goddess of the Afterlife, Afterlife and Death and Corruption. The next entry is for Bira the Resolute, and she is the goddess of light and uh, nature. So anything organic but not necessarily living, not animal, which is to say. And she is stylized as having the head of a gazelle. And uh, kind of in breaking a gazelle with four horns. Uh, as opposed to two. But generally speaking, uh, she has the largest following of the of the major deities uh, because she's the least she's the most approachable. Um, she's not an edge lord, and she's not a goody two shoes. Next up, someone who has no chill, uh, Kashef the Unflinching, uh, God of War god of bloodshed, uh, god of productivity, bizarrely enough, patron saint of large corporations. Uh, no, I'm kidding about that part. But he is the god of war. He has, uh, he's stylized humanoid again. Uh, he's got the head of a lion, though, in this particular rendition. And he is a lion with, like, the pharaoh's crown on it. I think I've posted it Maybe it wasn't this chat. I can post a picture of the pharaoh's crown, but it's kind of conical in, in nature. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I yeah. know what you're talking about. Okay. But for the listeners, it's that weird, like, not the cool ruffle thing that are on yeah, coffins. Yeah, like not that one. Picture, <laughs> when you see the pictures of the crowns and they have that, like, weird, it looks like a weird hairstyle. On the it does look like a weird hairstyle. It's like, it's partially, it's almost a cone, but like... A fancy cone? I don't know. That, yeah, that's a, not it. It's a cone with like a handle on the top. Yeah. Next up, uh, and this one is kind of interesting because it's not actually, it's humanoid, but where the head would be, there's just a cloud of vapor. And this is for Yarduk. And Yarduk is simply the god of knowledge and the god of knowing. He knows, knows everything past and present. And, uh, his shtick, for lack of a better word, is that the cur- there is a curse of knowing everything. So he's kind of burdened by the fact that he knows every decision, every fact, every secret. So much so that he actually has somewhat of a death wish and wants to die, but knows that he can't. 
Uh, it doesn't really have much of a following. I think people are off put by the fact that existential so the dread, god, the god of existential dread. God, I was like, he's the god of grad students, is what he is. Yeah, the god of grad students. Uh, Wishing you could die, hating that you have to know all these things, but doing it anyway, because, hey, you're going to get a degree at the end, and they'll still pay you minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah. That's not coming from experience. No, not at all. No, not at all. And then finally, there is an entry for Gua, the Maw of Reality. And Gua is a massive, massive, massive snake. And the Gua is the entity associated with just the act of creation. And essentially, the lore states that Gua vomited all of reality into being. It got indigestion after consuming a number of worlds. And then in the, in the jumble of the stomach... The current reality was made and then vomited out again. So, um, and similar to to Yardic, uh, people, the only real people interested in following Gua are like warlocks or people who are obsessed with, you know, the deeper questions of life. So um, that guy that's like aliens. Aliens. He'd be a Gua follower. A Gualower, if you will. <laughs> Gua. <laughs> Yeah. So that is what you see. Lore dump. TM. Love it. Awesome. Enjoy it very much. Appreciate the lore. Yeah. Gotta love the lore. Yeah. The lore of the rings. Anyway. I um... will allow it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're on thin ice. <laughs> Super thin. Great, Kitty will do some light reading and then head off to bed. Probably sleep the best she slept in a couple days. She's just like, mm, I gotta watch trouble get peed up. Uh, I got some, got a nice whiskey, read a book. It's been a great night. Okay, uh, and you all worked out. What what do you what knowledge do you have now about working out that you didn't have before? Yeah, Nate, if you could drop some. Real life knowledge about working out to Dan as your characters. <laughs> I don't think we I need Dan that. All about how to strengthen his pelvic floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who just kegels like for to, two it's hours? Like you have to pee, but then you turn it off, and then you have to pee, but then you turn it off. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Dial M for Magic. Your cast, as always, was Jordan Fugit as Treble. Bobby K. Kuffner is Kitty Bradley. Yes, I will let them know about the Patreon. Just let me finish the credits first. Bobby K. Kuffner was Kitty Bradley. Nathan Pierce was the voice of Herman Cranberry. Dan Rogland was Red. And our dungeon master was Henry Rogland. As Runt so generously reminded us all, we do have our Patreon that just launched. It's exciting times. We're super looking forward to what we have in store for that. We have some exciting one-shot campaigns, the Middle Management Chronicles, um, and a couple other ideas that we are rolling around with, so you'll have exclusive content to that. You'll actually get the episodes a week early, which is awesome. You're going to get uncut episodes, so you kind of get our, our goofs and gags behind the scenes, all that good stuff. Um, and if you get the high enough Patreons, you'll get 
a welcome to jump camp hoodie or a mug or even a postcard, which is awesome. Um, so definitely go take a look at the Patreon. Um, all of our links are on our Twitter and on our Instagram. So definitely make sure to go take a look at those. The next episode actually will not be coming at you in two weeks, surprisingly enough. We will be taking a week off uh, just with Cass going on vacation and just having reached a year, we decided that it was a good time to take a break. So we are working on something though, so don't think that we will forget about you in two weeks. So the next episode will be coming at you on June 21st. We look forward to seeing you then.